The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello. This week on the show, we're obviously going to be talking about this big 16-game winning streak and what is coming up for the Suns in the next week, and we will recap the three games from last week. This week's episode is brought to you by Wisdom or also known as Wisdom Life Advice Audio. You can find it in the App Store, and it's an app for mentorship and to hear from experts on a variety of topics. Um, you can listen in, and you can even join the conversation asking questions, adding your comments. So we are going to be hosting an audio on the Wisdom app this coming Saturday, December 4th, at 1 p.m. Arizona time, which is Mountain Time right now. And we'll be talking about the podcast about how to start a podcast, how we started. We've been doing this for about six years now. So how we started, where we've been, where we're at right now, how we do things, how it's evolved. So yeah, check us out, download the Wisdom Life Advice Audio app in the App Store, and then join us Saturday, December 4th at 1 p.m. Follow us on Twitter at SunnyInPHXPod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. Shoutouts are in order for our bet question from last week. We asked, will Alfred Payton play against the Knicks? Now, (laughs) not necessarily anyone got this because everyone said yes, but we're going to do a shout-out to Sunge Tragic at Icarus underscore boy on Twitter because Sunge Tragic liked the tweet asking the question but didn't respond. So I'm going to take that as a no. So, yeah, shout out to Sun's Tragic at Icarus Boy on Twitter. He didn't want to potentially offend Elf, so right. he didn't say anything. That's a good man right there. Exactly, exactly. So between the two of us, my my loss, my what fourth loss of the season now, you're up four to two because I said yes, you said no. So, yeah, that's where we're at with the bet question. You've lost more than the Suns they have this year. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> All right, 16-game winning streak. I honestly can't believe it. We're one away from tying the Suns' all-time best winning streak. And then after that, we have the Pistons to beat it. So, I mean, this is looking pretty good, but obviously the Warriors will be a huge test and that is tonight, uh, episode coming out Tuesday. So tonight. Big game. It's going to be a huge game. But yeah, for now, I'm just focused on the fact that we've won 16 in a row. And we beat the Nets fairly easily. Like, they they made it interesting toward the end. But we had control of that game for the most part. We did. And I going in, I was thinking, okay, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Can we contain both of them? And 
you know, McHale with just a master class on defense on Harden for most of the night held him to one of the worst shooting nights he's ever had. So the guys are firing on all cylinders. That was a, a back-to-back in New York on the road, you know, 4-0 and on this away road trip. So, I mean, it doesn't look like we're going to be slowing down anytime soon because we're still getting out to a big lead. Obviously, the fourth quarter shenanigans are still happening. And, hey, maybe my biggest complaint about this streak is the fact that we have trouble holding on to those big leads. Yeah, I mean, Mikhail Bridges needs to host an audio on Wisdom on how to play defense in the NBA right. because he's been great. So, yeah, it was so exciting. And you're right. We've, we've had this issue in a lot of the games on this win streak where we do get out to a big lead and we can't hold it. And it gets really interesting towards the end. The Cavs game is a great example of that. The Knicks, not so much. We did pretty well withholding the lead in yes. that one. But yeah, I think that's, it's nice that that's our only complaint. Our complaint is I wish we could win by more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is, uh, that's just really funny to think about. So yeah. we'll take one thing away from this. Uh, still no Nader. He's out with that knee injury, obviously Kaminsky too, but we've seen what we're going to do without Nader that just that, you know, 10th man off our bench. So we're going Payne, Shamit, and Booker to close the first quarter. So Booker's playing small forward technically, and you have Shamit and Payne out there too. And the three three man split, it's not too bad. They're they're plus three point three in net rating, I believe. Not a ton of minutes yet, so we don't know. But so far, I like it. it the pace is up there when those guys are in together. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Booker plays so well without the ball that it's fine to have him in that three position. So, yeah, I haven't had any issue with this. It seems like he likes it, too. He's had some really big first quarters in in these, especially this road trip. He's had some big first quarters. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's working. And it is a very small sample size, like you said. So we'll see what that looks like in a few games. But... Yeah, it doesn't seem like we have much of a timeline for a Nader return. Definitely not Kaminsky, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice to have Booker in this position, and he seems to like it. Absolutely, and you know these big first quarters do it does help that Booker does play the whole first quarter most right. games. Right. So keep that in mind. But man, he's been on fire lately. Three games in a row with thirty plus points. Really efficient shooting. The three point numbers are insane. Guy just won player of the week. I mean, we we could go on and on, but Devin Booker's been, he's been putting on a show. I believe he shot 50-50-90 over the last (laughs) week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's that's dirty. And that wins you player of the week, too. Of course. Absolutely. And uh, another guy who, if you look into some advanced stats, this guy is up there in quite a few of them. It's JaVale McGee. He has been so great for us. And then looking back to last year, what we were missing, JaVale is filling that void. And the rebound percentage, uh, player impact ratings, or PIE off NBA, it's kind of like PER, not exactly the same, but JaVale's like top five in that. So 
you look at his per 36 numbers, like imagine he's playing more of an Aiton role, even though we know he can't play that many minutes in a game. Right. <laughs> 22 and a half points and 16 rebounds. Yeah, he's been great. And I kind of love that he makes some of these just kind of dumb mistakes sometimes <laughs> because I think people underestimate him because of that. But he comes in and he has some great putback dunks. He rebounds. He'll block some shots. I mean, we've seen the sky hook that we talked about last week. We saw another play kind of like that in this past week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's playing so well. And I just think people underestimate him because they say, oh, that's JaVale McGee. He's jacked in the fool. Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. But it's not like that. He's really making a big difference. No, and both him and Aiton do such a great job at just deterring shots, not necessarily blocking them, but I wish I wish there was a way to quantify how many like contested shots, like very good contested shots that those two put up a game because they they've been so good for us and man, when you can protect the rim and and force other teams to only be able to get their buckets by threes. I mean, we'll see how that goes against the Warriors, but I, I like what we do in the paint. Yeah, it makes me think about in the NFL how they track quarterback, obviously sacks, but quarterback hurries and knockdowns and hits. It, it would be nice if the NBA did something like that. It would be very difficult, but yeah, like in football, sacks are great, but a quarterback knockdown or a hurry, that is going to make a difference too. Right. If over time the quarterback keeps getting hit, even if he's getting the ball out of his hands, the same thing goes in the NBA. Just because these guys aren't putting up massive block numbers, they're still altering a lot of shots. Very good point. And yeah, my Miami Dolphins are rookie Jalen Phillips, outside linebacker edge kind of guy. I was watching the game, and I was thinking, man, this guy is just all over the place. He's having a heck of a game. And he had three sacks, and I thought, oh, that that's it. Three sacks is great. But he he hurried the quarterback on, I think it was 40% of the snaps he was in. Wow. wow. So, yeah, that's a that's a great analogy. That's, a, that's really good. Yeah, that's what those guys are doing. Aiton and McGee. Yeah, they're, they're so fun, and I'm really glad we're not playing them together. Because <laughs> as soon as Aiden comes out, it's like McGee does his thing for a few minutes. Aiden comes back in. And the other night, I forget exactly which game it was, but Aiden had some foul trouble. And McGee was able to come in, and he was gassed by the end. He was oh, really yeah. tired. But he still made a really big impact. And it was nice that we weren't just totally without a paddle with Aiden in foul trouble. Yeah, think about that. It'd be Jalen Smith time. Right, right now, if that were the right. case. And I don't know how that would bode for our 16-game winning streak. Right. Yep. But Frank, though, if Frank were in, guaranteed 17-game <laughs> winning streak coming right up. Oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, this has obviously been a lot of fun, and we're really hoping to tie the record with this Warriors game. But first, let's go back, recap the games from last week. And we started things off. This was the second game of the road trip against the Cavaliers. We won by five, 120 to 115. And I think we have to shout out Ricky Rubio. 
<clears throat> because he sort of sealed up the game for us. Yeah, the whole game, I kept saying, wow, I really miss Ricky Rubio. I love Chris Paul, but I really miss Ricky Rubio. And at the end, I was like, ah, maybe I don't miss Ricky Rubio that much. Right. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, and I mean, there were so many close layups that he just missed, which could have been huge for them at, at points in that game. Yeah, a five-point game. He missed, what, three out of four free throws at the yeah. end? Uh-huh. And then missed three bunny layups. And I don't want to call them bunnies because when he only has one hand on the ball, which he does a lot when he's going to the rim, you just, like, don't want to sound like a boomer. Play the clip, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, but, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't have it pulled up. I was looking at the box score. Okay, boomer. Wait, wait, wait. I need to do it louder. <clears throat> Okay, boomer. All right, there you go. Yeah, but when you just only are controlling the ball with one hand, you don't have, you, you can't have the perfect touch or the perfect placement quite as easily. And it's tough blowing those layups. And I remember that happening last year, too, or a couple of years ago. But I mean, I'm happy for Ricky. He had a career high this season. And uh, the Cavaliers are on to something. They're, they're a pretty impressive team compared to last year. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I just think he had a lot of opportunities to maybe make a different play. Two for eight from three. I think you got to realize you're not hot from the three point range before you take eight shots. He was also five for 20 from the floor. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And he has games like that. They also were without Evan Mobley, of course, which we had talked about a little bit previously. But yeah, Rubio struggled. Okoro started and really struggled. Uh, Wade, Dean Wade, who I'm still like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, I've never seen Dean Wade before. When the Suns played the Cavs at home, when we went to that game to start the win streak, I'm like, who the heck is Dean Wade? <laughs> but anyway, I know who he is now. He had a pretty rough go at it. Uh, really the only one who played halfway decently was Jared Allen. Yep, that's true. And, you know, had Mobley been able to go and they go with their giant lineup of Allen, Mobley, Markinen, and that'd probably give us a little, give us some troubles, but we did see that in our first matchup and handle them then too, so. Right. And no Sexton. I mean, that hurts. Right. Out for the season, right? Is he done for the season? Yep. And I just don't understand why the Cavs aren't playing Kevin Pangos at this point. Gonzaga legend, Kevin Pangos. Very successful career in Spain and Lithuania before this. They probably would have won if they would have put Pangos in, but I'm glad they didn't, I guess, but play him the rest of the season. You would go there, and I'm going to go here. Monty Williams got his 100th win with the Suns. Had Earl Watson never been fired, would he have 100 wins by now? No. <laughs> oh. uh. Maybe a hundred yoga mats. Yes. There we go. Oh, I'm going to stop right there. Let's move it to the <laughs> Knicks game. Uh, we won this one 118 to 97. And this is more the the kind of game that we want to see. We We handled them pretty well throughout the whole game. One every quarter. And... Man, 
the Knicks are, I just don't know what to say about this because just today news came out that Kemba Walker is now out of the rotation yeah, and they're going to start Alec Burks. And I remember Kemba, he played 23 minutes in this game, but he was out for, was it the whole fourth? It seemed like he didn't even come back in the game. I don't understand this because it's not like he's been horrible this season. I mean, I know he hasn't quite lived up to expectations, but geez. I know. And it's got to be a Thibodeau defense thing, right? I'm sure. And and why are they going with Burks instead of quickly? Like quickly is the one guy on their team who has a little, I don't know, like the one guy I'd want to put out there at point guard. He's, he's kind of a killer. He went off against us. He had 16 points. Three for six from downtown, just 19 minutes. I mean, you—that's the guy that needs the minutes, not Alec Burks. We've we've seen everything from Alec Burks. Right. I mean, I can't believe the Knicks are missing Frank Nilakina this much. <laughs> yep, that's, that's where it is. You know, Tibbs would love him. Oh, and then I mean, Bing Bong. Let's talk some smack about the Knicks. Julius Randle, nine points, three for eight shooting. That's that's all you can muster in this right. game. No fouls. That, that just that's no effort. And this guy was an MVP candidate at times last year. Pretty crazy uh, fall from grace right there. Yeah. And R.J. Barrett, I'll keep going. R.J. Barrett, what's this guy doing? He was picked third, <laughs> ten points. He doesn't average much more than that, I don't think. Well. What are the, the Knicks are just if if they weren't in New York, no one would care about the Knicks. Yeah. Fun facts about RJ Barrett. He averages 14.6 points a game. He was also born in the year 2000. Oh, doesn't that just blow your mind? A millennium baby. Yes. But yeah, I mean when you look at him and when you look at Kevin Knox and Obi Toppin, I don't want to say they're all guys who haven't panned out because I know they're still really young, but man, it doesn't look like some of those picks hit. No. And you know, Eddie Johnson did say though, Kevin Knox just came to the league too early and he's going to, he's going to turn it around at some point. So maybe, maybe I'll go with Eddie and just say, got to wait another couple of years for him. But by then he's out of his contract and who knows? All right. That was, (laughs) that was plenty of, (laughs) Bing bong, New York Knicks smack talk, I but I don't hate the Knicks either. I don't know why it was so easy to go in on them, but it was just nice to get a blowout win. It, it was, and I don't know. Maybe we're we're jaded by the media, like all Suns fans have to talk about all the time. You know, I don't know. I I enjoy being. Why be the the one in the headlines that everyone's looking out for? I mean, we've won 16 games in a row. That's that's enough. Right. <clears throat> everyone's given us their best every night. They know we were in the finals last year, so this this is what we have to be used to, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We just are expected to play amazingly all the time, and when we do, they're like, "Yep, no big deal." <laughs> But seven guys in double figures for this one. Booker leads the way with 32, four for nine from downtown, plus 15. Uh, I just love that he's hitting the three at the rate he is right now. He's He's been over 40% from downtown in over half of our games this year. I think he's had wow. uh, 
one or two crummy shooting nights, and then the other games are around 30%, so not not too bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Then we'll move it to the Nets game, and the Suns got out huge in this one, 34-20 in the first quarter, and this I was hoping we'd put them away early, but obviously that wasn't the case. They they had some fight. They outscored us by 12 in the fourth quarter to make it interesting. And then when it's Kevin Durant who's shooting all those shots in the fourth, it's a it's a little worrisome. I did not feel confident about this game towards no, the end, and no. it reminded me of when they spanked us last year. I was when, gonna say that exact same thing. Like yeah. I I remember completely blowing that lead and then just uh just taking it from them in the fourth and kind of happened again but luckily that 34 to 20 first quarter and a 34 to 26 third quarter those uh those held them off enough yeah it's really funny because i remember that game against the nets last year was i want to say around this time actually it might have been late january but it, it felt like late fall or winter and I watched that game at my in-law's house, and I watched this game at my in-law's house, too. Oh, and I was saying, Yeah, and I was telling them, I was like, I remember when we watched this game last year, the Suns got out to a big lead and then blew it and lost in the end. <laughs> and then we got out to this big lead, and we start blowing it. And I was like, oh, no, oh, my gosh. So luckily that didn't happen again. And really, I think it comes down to the bench. The Nets bench only had 11 points. I think that's that was rough. the big difference in this game. That's rough. And I know uh, Bruce Brown was dealing with an injury, and he maybe wasn't even going to go in this one, but ended up playing just four minutes. And then I, look at the look at their sheet. Durant played 44, almost 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So they, they do not want to rely on their bench. But, I mean, Blake was a coach's decision, did not play. So he's fallen out of the rotation a bit. And then they have no size that can come in off the bench. James Johnson is, he's not a center. No, no, not at all. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge played a lot better than I thought he would. And I like him. I was really sad when he was basically forced into retirement last year. So I'm glad he's back. But I didn't expect him to play as well as he did. Eight for 12 shooting. Oh, he's that's, smooth. That's he's good, smooth. Yeah. Like he him is. and Durant being that big and being automatic from mid-range, that's that's tough to defend. And yeah. when when you get into the playoffs and everything slows down a bit too, and you have those guys who can literally shoot over anybody in the league, that'll be nice. That'll be nice to have him for a, a playoff run. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. And another guy who's nice to have in a playoff run is Mikhail Bridges. Like we talked about, get on the Wisdom app, Mikhail, teach us all how to play NBA defense. (laughs) (laughs) But James Harden had 12 points on four for 15 shooting. Like, sure, he had a triple-double, but 12 points on four for 15 shooting is bad. Yeah, I I saw some great things about, is this the worst triple-double ever? And then people would, would say... Let me introduce you to Russell Westbrook. Right. I was going to so. say, this was very Westbrookian of him. <laughs> That's good. And Bridges, six steals in the first half, ends the game with a career-high seven. That was great. Wow. And yes. 
it it just seemed like they were all coming in just quick bursts. I think the second quarter he had like three steals in a few minutes. Yeah. It knocked one away from Durant to end it. Like, man, he was just all over the place. The and other part, Cam the Johnson other part, had such a sick dunk in this game. Yes, too, that I just had to I had to say that. Yeah, no, it was really nice. I love when he does that. The other part of this that I loved was James Harden only shot four free throws. How refreshing was that? That's so nice to see. I was kind of hoping that we'd catch him with an offensive trying to pull his old tricks. Maybe he's cleaned that up a little bit, but yeah, you know, he's, he's still creating all that contact and he's getting to, to the line. If I had to guess, not looking at stats half as much as he did last year at this rate. If I had to guess it's less than that even. Yeah. Good. Good. Everybody loves that. Yes. If you like watching free throws, you're insane. It's, that's you can no you can do that in your driveway. Yeah, I bet you can shoot 80% if you shoot enough free throws. Like anybody can. Just go yeah. do it. It's fun. If if you I actually watched a video on this. Like I don't know if they quite got to 80%, but maybe like 70. Like if you shot 100 free throws every day. By the end of doing that for 6 months, like you'd probably you could make 70% of those. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you go granny <laughs> I don't know about that. No, but. seriously. I'll put money on that. It's the most efficient way to shoot a free throw. Everybody's just too scared to do it. I know they say it, but <clears> I, I wouldn't have done it. Could you imagine doing that in a like no. a high school varsity no. game? Just saying, I'm going no granny style. No way. That'd be fun. It would be fun, but yeah. And then Booker, 30 points, nine for 18 shooting, which is really nice. That 50 percent. Eight for eight on his free throws. I know some people have said, like, oh, Devin Booker gets to the free throw line too much, which I disagree with. But seven free throws is quite a few and made them all, so that was nice. And four for six from three, that was that was really nice, especially because he, he had had some issues with this three-point shot for a little bit, but he's definitely getting that back. And uh, he had a little bit of foul trouble, but it ended up being fine. So, interesting number here. Booker's free throw percentage since the year where he went 92%, he's down to 85. And it just seems like he's missing. Seems like both him and Chris have been missing so many free throws that, you know, that they're not sinking the game for us or anything. But I feel like they've missed a couple in the clutch time. I mean... If it's a midi or a three-pointer, they're probably going in. But the three-point, the free throws have just been a little questionable. They have, yeah. And I know we talked a little bit about the new ball, which I'm starting to not blame it on that. I mean, I haven't heard been, a word about that since. Right, the and it's been almost two months, yeah. So something with their routine is just a little bit off right now. It seems like. I'd uh, I'd really love to see Book finish in the fifty forty ninety club. I I no, just really so. like to see that. Yes. So right now, right now he's going almost forty six, forty one, eighty five. So he's gonna have to really step up the efficiency if he wants to hit that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well. if he does, I bet this winning streak goes to about thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If all of a sudden he just gets to 50, 40, 90 for 
the rest of his career, I think we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or he can keep the 50-50-90 going. That would be fine with me, too. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's move it on to game previews. And here's the biggest game of the season. Might be, this could potentially be the biggest game of the regular season, period. Yeah. For the league, unless we're talking about clinching spots or whatever towards the end. But, right. I mean, this is a big one. Tuesday night, Suns versus Warriors. I'm sure glad it's a home game. Oh, yeah. The Warriors have only lost two games. And if we want to continue our win streak and tie the team record, we're going to have to give them the third. If we do that, then both of us will have three losses, which would be so nice. And, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I've seen some rumblings around... Who's a better defender this year, Mikael Bridges or Draymond Green? And I'm glad that we're going to get to see them get matched up. Though I saw Draymond Green potentially might not play. I think he's a game-time decision right now. Really? Yeah. I was actually oh. just looking at my fantasy app, and that's where I saw that. So Here it comes. I know. So no Draymond Green. a healthy team. Right. Well, we play them on Friday, too. So. But we'll was see. Jamal Murray there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, so. okay, but honestly, it's this is going to be Mikhail Bridges trying to contain Steph. Yeah, pretty and much. And then Steph Jordan, Poole, so- Jordan Poole's scoring buckets. Wiggins is getting buckets. I'm not worried about them, though. It's it's all about yeah. Steph. Steph here's, is the one. Really here's the about. one thing that if we can take advantage of, we're going to win this game. And it's DeAndre Ayton. Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney, whatever it is, versus DeAndre Ayton is the matchup that we need to expose to win this game. And JaVale, too. JaVale's definitely part of that, the way he's been playing. So we need to enforce that we are the better team, the stronger team, the bigger team. And and that's how we're going to be able to beat these guys. And if you keep Steph under 35, I'm feeling confident. Yeah. No, I think we have a great chance. I think this is going to be the Western Conference Finals matchup, too. So it's going to be nice to see how this goes. I honestly, man, I don't want to be cocky here or overconfident, but I don't see it going any other way. I mean, when Clay comes back, that's going to be an added boost for them. I don't see them dropping too much. I see us keeping up a pretty solid pace, too. Who's going to beat us? I mean, if the Lakers play out of their minds for four games, maybe they're the one that could challenge. I don't think so. At at their absolute peak, if they're firing on all cylinders when it hits the playoffs. That's the only only thing that I see coming in the way of a Suns-Warriors. Unless... Yeah, hopefully we don't drop neither of us drop a seed because we want to we want to confirm that it's going to be a matchup in the finals and not early. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, this is uh I'm hyped for this one. It's kind of nice the couple days off in between the road trip and coming back for this one and I know all of us fans probably are. We're at a we're at 11 on the volume scale right now. 
So, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this one. And then we play the Pistons. Yeah, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cade Cunningham has been pretty good. He's yeah, he's coming around to, to get started here. After being injured at the beginning of the season, they also have my boy, former Zag Kelly Olenek. Uh and that's it. Uh, Jeremy Grant, I guess. Big Josh Jackson fans here too. Oh yeah, that's right. How could I forget? Yeah, they're uh, they're looking pretty rough this season. I yep. mean, when your best player is Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olenek. <laughs> you're you're in trouble for the season. You're still going Kelly over Cade? Oh, for right now, but Cade, I mean Cade's better for okay. sure. Okay. But okay. I, I mean just, he's he's barely played. I just want to, you know, keep you down to earth with, your, <laughs> with your love for Gonzaga and their alum. Yes, that's right. As an alum, I have to always do the Absolutely. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, this is so exciting because this is the game that we could set the new win streak record with. And sure, it may be a little bit of a trap game, but it's at home. We'll have a day off in between. So if we take care of business against the Warriors, I think there's a very good chance we will set the new team record for longest win streak. You say it's a little bit of a trap game, but I am. This is a major trap game. I'm yeah. pretty. I don't know. Can you look past them when you're setting a potentially setting a uh, team record? I I don't know. So we should take care of business, but you know, hopefully we blow them out, be able to sit the starters because the next night is the Warriors in Golden State. This is also the game for our bet question this week. So we're going classic here, Devin Booker points. It's going to be a duel between Booker and Steph. So. How many points do you think Devin Booker will score against the Warriors on Friday, this Friday, December 3rd? Okay, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to put it right on 30, and I'm going to say the 30-point streak continues. So he'll get 30 against the Warriors, the Pistons, and then the Warriors again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to have to score. 30. I think he's really going to have to go off. My concern, though, is do they put Draymond Green on him? I mean, I don't know if that's a great matchup, but he is their best defender. Or if not him, Andrew Wiggins. I think I'd go, I'd personally go Wiggins. Yeah. But yeah. but then if you do that, it seems like Draymond's defensive ability is kind of wasted. Because then he's... Right. It, He's not going to guard Aiton, is no, he? No, because Looney isn't going to be able to keep up with Crowder or Johnson or Bridges or whatever. Right. right. Whatever happens, and who's Steph going to try to guard? Bridges. I know. I, I, yeah, probably Bridges. Or then I, I hope maybe Chris Paul. Bridges all night. I like. I want to see that happen because Mikhail can get his shot over Steph Curry, easy. Yeah. And we've been doing that a little bit more. When Mikhail gets a point guard on him, when they're trying to hide somebody, we've been banging it into Mikhail a little bit. And that that confidence he's getting via that, I, I'm loving it. Yeah. This is so hard because 30 is a great benchmark. 
Um, I don't know what I want to do here. Um, I think he's going to have to be, have a big game, so I'm going to say 35. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks for not Bob Barker in me, man. I appreciate I, that. I, I wanted to, but <laughs> it's just so cheap. So let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. How many points do you think Devin Booker will score in Friday's game against the Warriors? This is at the Warriors. All right. And from there, we'll move to our non-sports section of the show. It's officially the Christmas season, if you will. So what's your favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song? Oh, Christmas Tree is probably the one. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go with that. And then the the Tony Bennett version, pretty a pretty memorable one, you know. That'll come come on the playlist if you're on Spotify. That'll be popping up. I I like that version, but I I think that's my my all time favorite. Yeah. It's a good one. I saw Tony Bennett just performed with Lady Gaga the other night, and it's supposedly his last performance. I was gonna say, how old is that guy? Because yeah, I know if he's still if he can still talk. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a legend. Tony Bennett's great, and that's a good song. I know that version. Um, this is really tough for me because there's actually a lot of great Christmas music out there. True. Especially when you look at the jazz sets. My favorite classic, I think I would say Sleigh Ride. Um, I like how upbeat it is. It gets stuck in my head really easy. So that one's fun, Sleigh Ride. Um, I also was listening to just like a Spotify Christmas playlist the other day. And I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm came on. Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong which I guess I didn't realize was a Christmas song, but I love that song. I love how Ella Fitzgerald sings on that one. It's a great song. Um, So that's kind of like a a jazz song that I didn't realize was a Christmas song. And I also really love Last Christmas. I know a lot of people hate that song, but I have always really liked that song, the Wham! version especially. Um, It's just so catchy. And it's, like, actually a good pop song, aside from being mm. a Christmas song, you know? Mm. I know it's about heartbreak, and it's not very happy, but I really do love that song. Hmm. I got, yeah, I get that. I get that. I got I got to throw in a couple here. Okay. So, sometimes we road trip back to South Dakota for Christmas, mm. and then we were, uh, yeah, I was listening to Jam On on XM Radio, which is now, I think, I think they're gone, which is really oh, sad. Yeah. But uh, they were playing some funky Christmas music, and I just looked it up, and I might have to buy this album. There's a there's an album called Christmas Funk. It was in 2019, hmm. and uh, we might have to get the bleep ready, Mitchell. But there was a song called Funky Ass Christmas, <laughs> and it, it was just it was really good, and I enjoyed that. So I, I might have to, to check out the rest of this. I might have to yeah. check it out. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, you've heard that? No, I haven't. But Oh, so you sounds, okay, you're just yeah. agreeable. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that sounds like something that I would check out as well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just a little spin on it. The the yeah. classics are all great, obviously, but Right, right. I I have another shout out I have to give. 
I love Ariana Grande's Christmas music. Do you? Very good. Yes. <laughs> I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but I am a big fan of hers. Okay. So, to my wife's chagrin, she finds her so annoying. She can't stand her voice, but oh, I, I really like it. And her wow. Christmas music is really good. Hmm. So maybe I'll check that out. Though. You check out, we'll both check out Christmas funk. Yeah. And then maybe I'll listen to a little Ariana. Christmas I got to give you got one a fave? more shout out. Do you have too. a fave? Um, oh, what is the name of this one? I think it's called Santa Tell Me. Um, let me, yes, that's what it's called. Santa Tell Me. That's my All favorite right. Christmas song of hers. All right. Um, I also have to give a shout out to August Burns Red, one of my favorite bands ever, metal band. They do a Christmas song every year and they have probably two albums worth of Christmas music now. And they usually have screaming, but they do the vast majority of these instrumentally. And for metal fans, check out August Burns Red Christmas. Cause and it's, one, it's good. One last one. I've probably done this last year, but Wolfpack has one. Oh, cri- oh two Christmas tunes. Uh-huh. They have Santa Baby. It gets funky. I, I like that one. And then Christmas in L.A., as much as I hate yeah. L.A., Los Angeles, and everything, that's a good one, too. That's a that's a fun one. Those are good. I have heard those. They're good yes. songs. Yeah. All right. That wraps things up. We thank you all for tuning in. We will be back next week with another episode. Let's keep that win streak going, and go Suns.